situation one way or another. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. My name is Law Nation. I will be your host for tonight. Uh, this is the uh, Nightcap Show, basically. Uh, Cowboy Nation, got a lot of things that we got going on, right? Oh, what are they, Law? What is going on? What is going on? <laughs> well, we got some visitors that's going to be here. We got even people buying property over here in Dallas, well, Frisco area, that's in this draft. Mm. And we got a lot of things that's going on. Uh, this team, we got the NFC East. Man, people say the NFC East is the NFC least, but man, oh, man, this division, they are trying to craft things together. They're trying to work things out. They're trying to be each other up and these sorts of things. So it's crazy. Shout out to the Washington, Washington team. Shout out to the Eagles team. Shout out to the Giants team. Uh, they still looking up regardless of the situation, but we got to be prepared, right? Uh, we bring it in uh, tomorrow, DeMonte Casey. He's coming in to, uh, to visit basically. And Jerry got to rub his magic in on it, right? We already signed Neil. We signed him, and then we're bringing in Malik Hooker. They're supposed to be arriving. They're supposed to already be in Dallas as, as of now, but they will meet up at the star tomorrow. Now, Jerry going to have to work his Jerry magic. In my opinion, he's going to have to figure out a way to get all of those guys to agree. And so we can be looking into this draft with fresh eyes. So we won't have to be looking into this draft and saying, Okay, let's reach. No, 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 no. You already want to have those pieces put into place, right? Right? 
Really appreciate everybody, man. Let me see who the first person up in here. Brandon, appreciate you. Natasha, really appreciate you for jumping in. Uh, Sabian, appreciate you for being part of the nation, as well as the people that are putting the fire in there. Dak better be ready. This is from Clay. <clears throat> he he got to be ready. <laughs> There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. Uh, Clay says, uh, J.C. Jackson, screw that second-round pick. That's what I'm talking about. Um, it's a lot to go in with that. You know, a lot of people like to go back and forward and forward and back with the J.C. Jackson situation. And here's the thing, too. Some people don't want other items until someone else wants it. They call it the Jones effect, believe it or not. Some people will look at an item, an article, or, or a piece of gear, and they don't value it until someone else wants it. But newsflash, a Gucci belt can do the exact same thing as a Walmart belt, right? But people value Gucci belt better because of the name, for sake, you know, because it's a name. But the, but the responsibility for the belt is to hold said pants up. But people attach value or volumes or value, I guess you could say that, to a certain article or to a certain thing because they feel that other people want it. But in the reactionality, it's still the same, right? It's a belt for crying out loud. But that's just how it goes. And, and until until there's a, a, a people that's putting tenders out for J.C. Jackson, a lot of people would not value him. People would look at only the negative or the only the things that they really can't see. Uh, appreciate you, Mark Forty Four. Thank you for jumping in, uh, y'all. Yeah, yeah, y'all listen to Rue, man. Y'all listen to Rue, man. He said, "Hit that like button." Uh, it, it's one of those things, Cowboy Nation. Whereas where this team is going and where this team is headed is in a different direction. It's similar pathway of what we did last off season, but I would look at it as a little bit better. And I think that the clear picture. Or the pitcher is a whole lot better than what it was last year. Last year around this time, uh, there still was the pandemic that was just creeping on. And a lot of people didn't know whether or not the season was going to be here and these sorts. Uh, And on top of that, when you look at everything, when you look at the picture of everything, they, they try to bring in a new philosophy as it relates to defense. 3-4 3-4 opposed to a 4-3, or was it going to be a hybrid? So it was a lot of moving parts. Appreciate everybody for hitting that like and that thumbs up, and, and shout out to all of the stars. Uh, so it was a lot of moving parts last year, and with that being said, we was looking at it like, hmm, when is this going to change, or how is this going to benefit uh, moving one style of defense over to the other style of defense Will this stuff blend together? Will it will it be something that we can look back at and say, all right, cool, this will work? Hmm. It just didn't work that way for us last year. It didn't. But there was some growth in that. What did we grow? What, how did we grow from there, right? What happened? What did we what did we learn from last year? Sometimes you learn more from your failure than your success. See, what we learn, collectively speaking, is that, yes, even though you have the team that can put up 30 points, even though you have a team that in a like that you can put up 40 points, it doesn't mean a hill of beans if you can't stop anybody. And I know that you can point the finger, you got three-pointed back at you and say, well, it's the offense. Well, if you ask any defense, any person, any person that played defense, and you, if you go to them and say, hey, regardless of when the end comes, if your offense put up 30 points, if your offense put up 35 points, do you win that game? 
defense is going to be like, you know, we won that game. We're going to win it all, baby. Shout out to you, Jay Lombardi. Appreciate you for jumping in. Uh, J.C. Horn, speaking of J.C. Horn, Jay, uh, he did recently purchase or like property in Frisco. I don't know if he got the uh, crystal ball there, but if he's a, a cornerback that the Dallas Cowboys would like to entertain in the draft, I would not be mad at it, right? I would not be mad at it. Although I'm on record saying, hey, give me J.C. Jackson, right, instead of J.C. Horn. But if it's J.C. Jackson or if it's J.C. Horn, because we haven't heard anything about J.C. Jackson outside of my opinion, uh, if it's J.C. Horn, I can look at it and say to myself, man, He's a dog, man. I, I like his skill set. I love his ability. I like what he brings to the table. All of those good things. I really do, Cowboy Nation. Let me put the chat box up here on the screen. I really appreciate everybody for being part of the show. Um, and I thank you guys when y'all subscribe. Y'all hit that notification bell. There's no rhyme or reason when I jump live. <laughs> Just when I get my house in order, I can get things going, right? Uh, my man Horn. This is from King. Yeah. Akeem, that man Horn, he's still he's still nasty now. I like him. I flat out like him. Now, this other kid, Caleb Farley, I like Caleb. I, I really do. But the problem is with Caleb is that we're hearing all of this news about surgery here, and you got to nick that, and you got to push this to the side. You got to move that around. It's a lot of stuff that's going on with that, right? So it's a difficult and a tough pill to swallow. It is, Cowboy Nation. Regardless of how we look at it, I'm sitting here like, man, I don't have time to be a rehabilitation camp. You know, I don't have time to be one of those uh, organizations that like to rehab players, right? And for many of years, we've been that, especially with the first and second pick. We always say, okay, wait for this happen, and we're going to put a Band-Aid over this, and we're going to put a, a, a Band-Aid over that. And uh, let's listen to 105.3 fan. Farley, what was interesting is this one team told me about him. They love his ability. They love his speed. They don't like his football knowledge. Mm. Oh, he hasn't been studying. Oh, that'll get you. Yeah. That'll get you. And the questions that were arise was that in these Zoom meetings, they were talking to him about some X's and O's stuff. And they came away with the impression they were surprised at the lack of knowledge that he actually had for the position. It's The guy told me, he's like, I get it. I watch tape. This guy is a baller. He's got the ability. He's got the athletic ability. He's got the speed. Mm-hmm. He's got everything you want, the temperament about it. But the X's and O's part of it, he really doesn't have a very good grasp of that. Okay. You know, the first thing that comes to mind is that conversation we had about Dion and was it Dave Campo who yeah. said, "Who said, you know, we, we got Dion in here. We had big plans for uh, talking to him about the scheme. And he was like, no, just point me to the other team's best player. I'll cover him. You right. handle the rest. To what extent can you do that with other players? Is that a Dion-only situation? I think there's other guys in the history of the league that could do that. Well, let me uh, interject before they go into their wonderful soliloquy here. Uh, my thing is, wow, knowledge is uh, is king when you're playing on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, I do know that there's another thing called instinct. It's the best way that I can use an analogy for this. Uh, are you guys big movie buffs like me? You know, I, I really, really love to watch movies. Uh, let me know if you guys are in the comment box. Uh, are you guys really high on movies? Because there was this particular movie that came out 
many of moons ago, many of moons ago, let me drink my, let me drink my good uh, drink over here while I see your comments in the, in the bottom there. Mm. Mm. Just give me a thumbs up if you love movies and if you got a good recall of movies. Uh, yeah, I am Chuck. So, so yeah, appreciate you, Chuck. My thing is, Chuck, there's this movie many a moons ago named Drumline. It came out Drumline. Uh, I believe Nick Cannon. Cannon played in that movie, and he was very, very talented in that movie. He, he, he had the ability to play, but he could only play off of what he hears. And then he would ab-lib, but he didn't really know how to really read the music sheet. And the movie, he was spectacular. He was, he was wonderful. But that was his kryptonite, basically, or his Achilles heel. Shout out to you, Michael Osborne. Yes, I love that movie. But the, the, the whole nature of the movie was that this kid was so brilliant, so, tel- so talented, uh, so wonderful that other uh, colleges was, was like, hey, we'll fight for him. You know, I'm paraphrasing. It's been a minute since I've seen the movie. It's a classic. That's what Jay Lombardi says. OK, uh, yeah. Chuck, Nick Cannon, Thomas Garrett. So do you guys m- remember what happened in that movie? He was one of those guys that could really play his you know what off of, off of those drums. Right. But the problem is he could not read music. Football is similar. Football is very, very similar in a sense because you got to know how to read the opposition. You got to know how to understand and pick up what the team is trying to do. And you got to be able to take that away. And especially in football, this is chess, not checkers. And they will figure out the tendencies. They will see where your drop foot is at. They will see actually where you uh, like to sh- line up on the, on the hash. It's so many things that go into details. It's the small things. It's the small things uh, that goes into details as it relates to football, as it relates to football and where you're going to line yourself at on the field. And if you're not able to understand the concepts of what, hey, this is this personnel, this is what was is what happened, this is the responsibility, these are the eligible wide receivers according to where they lined up, uh, uh, these are the guys that's going to come out of, of the release. And if you're not able to pick this up, if you're not able to understand that concept where they're going to rest that on the field, it could be very detriment to your team. Yeah. Uh, two Faces of Evil. I like that name, by the way. Uh, Keanu O'Neill. Yeah, he, he, he's a baller's baller's. Yeah, he played Instincts. Yeah, Thomas Garrett. That movie was dynamic. Let me tell you another movie. And I just mentioned. I just mentioned the little things, right? There's an actual movie called The Little Things, and it's starring Denzel Washington. Great movie, by the way. It's The Little Things. I don't want to spoil the movie because it just recently came out, but it was The Little Things that if you miss The Little Things, whether it be a small barrette, right, or a pair of snakeskin boots, you know, you would miss the whole entire movie if you can't develop the context and add the clues together it's like a mystery of the mystery to see what's going on within the movie so my thing is or what what happened towards the end of the movie to figure out who killed who and i'm not going to tell you all about the movie but it was the little things 
You see, football players, they, they've studied the little things. What makes you tick? Can I talk about your mama? Can I talk about your uncle? Can I talk about your great auntie with the one leg? You know, those type of things. And, and of course, I know it's personal, but I'm trying to win a game. This is the difference between me making $400,000 a year or me making $40 million a year. You see what I'm saying? So it's the little things that you got to be crafty enough to be able to pick these things up and, and take it for that victory and, and and baby i'm telling you it's crazy you got to pay attention to details but let's listen to more what they have to say it's fundamentals yeah so if caleb farley is is, is struggling with that newsflash these nfl teams they will find out sooner than later they will i think that um <clears throat> caleb farley isn't necessarily that i think he's he has the athletic ability to become that, and that's what everybody loves about him. I think if you picked Caleb Farley in the top ten, you're making a very risky pick. It's risky, Because yeah. he didn't run a ton of man coverage at Virginia Tech, and when he did, it was up and down. Um, when he's at his best is there's a football in the air downfield, and he's going to get it, and you're like, holy cow, look at the closing speed. Look at the burst. <laughs> look at this athleticism. But in the top ten, you're so picking if a guy athleticism? So if a guy isn't blessed to cover and doesn't have a great track record in college, you really need him to have a good understanding of the game. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, and that's where it leads us to when you're talking about guys like Sertan mm. at Alabama. They will tell you that he doesn't run as well. But he but knows he can it. play off yeah. and he can play up tight. But that, they're saying also, listen, he's going to run well enough because he's been training for this 40, so the time mm -hmm. is not going to be – bad but if you watch him play there are some limitations with him and his speed they, they mm. clearly say that every that's why i say man uh pay attention to those three cones three cone drills man <laughs> pay attention to those opposed in the shuffle play, pay attention to those other drills opposed to uh looking into that 40 time you know 40 time is is, is always you know subjective in a sense because you really how often would you run a straight you know in football it's a lot of zig and the zag and foolery stuff going on with that and you're not gonna run a straight so too many times i'm i'm more of the uh, aspect of quickness short area quickness at that even in a fight you can be the fastest person in life but if your short area quickness is not there you're gonna lose that fight fam you can't if you can't stick and move, bro. You're gonna lose as soon as, as soon as somebody grab you. Like I say, man, I believe I'm quick enough to give Shaq a run for his money. You know, I hit him about fifty times until he grabbed me, and it's over with. It's it's uh uh it, it, you might as well go ahead and, and sing the song, man. Um, yeah, Law was a good guy, man, but you know he was winning. He gave Shaq those two pieces and combos and a biscuit, but man. When, when, when Shaq grabbed him, man, you know, it, it was over with, man. <laughs> and they start singing Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound. <laughs> oh, my goodness. They they going to bury him, you know, it, and that's just what it is. Your short area quickness is what you need. And that's what Patrick Sertain, he got some short area quickness. Now, he's, he's kind of like not the fastest thing out there. J.C. Horn is not as well, but those guys, those guys, they, they understand and they come from the game. Their fathers probably was teaching them the game 
You know, like 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 the uh, the, the series Power. Teach me the game, Ghost. You know, their father was like Ghost. They he taught them the game, right? <laughs> so uh, it's just one of those things. You know, Thomas uh, Garrett says hit and run. You got to. You live to fight another day. You hit a you, you big boy like Shaq, but you can't miss. You got to hit him and run. Uh, I believe there there's an excerpt about how Jimmy Johnson spoke of the same thing. When you face against that 4,000, 5,000-pound gorilla, you got to pick up something, the biggest object you can find, and hit him with it and run like hell. You know, Jimmy, Jimmy knew. And everybody who ever seen Jimmy Johnson in real life, he ain't no big statue of a guy, right? He's a little old bitty dude. You be like, is that Jim? Is that Jimmy Johnson? You know, <laughs> that's Jimmy. You know who's taller, Mickey Spagnola or Jimmy Johnson? Y'all put that in the chat box, man. But you know, you know how that goes. <laughs> Somebody gonna say Mickey. <laughs> Everybody to the gang of seven, like he's the most polished of the guys. He's the one that is. You know, the dad was an All Pro. He's been around it. It's important. Oh, and by the way, with Farley, if I can go back to that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Dad's yeah. really involved in a negative way there, by the way. That's oh, wow. another thing I learned about him. Here we go. We're just yeah. Kind of a LeVar ball, ball type of figure. Well, it, dad, dad is involved to the point of pulling him here, taking him here, mm. doing this, doing that. Mom passed away from uh, cancer. Wow. And, but dad oh, is really, really, really involved here. And as far as moving him around and, and doing things with him. So, okay. So you yeah, might wow. hear from dad in the coaching you department? Might, yes, exactly. Yeah. So keep an eye. If you start hearing whispers about father being involved, you know where you heard it first. Right. Oh, wow. Okay. That's where you're All right. Okay. So so then which which would you prefer <laughs> to take a risk on? Speed or football knowledge if you're looking to break a tie? I would oh, as long as the speed is okay, I would go football knowledge. Now there is a lack of speed where I'll DQ you from playing corner. Because <laughs> there is a baseline that we gotta be able to reach, otherwise we are in trouble. But yeah. that's why Caleb Farley's not my top guy at corner. He's not my number two guy either. Is just I think there's a lot that's unproven. I think there's a gamble there on athletic upside. And yeah. I'm a little more comfortable with guys that I saw play football this year and that I saw play football really, really well this year. And mm. those guys are out there. And I wonder what that's going to do to teams. Because, like, Micah Parsons, the Penn State linebacker, right? his tape is of a linebacker who needs to grow in some ways. But he's in there, and he's playing in the box, and he's doing the job. Caleb Farley, just he's a lot of zone coverage and off coverage, and like there's a lot at, of NFL corner things that I'm like, man, I would have really liked to have seen how he grew this year. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of things when you look at uh, Caleb's tape. You, you would say, okay, all right, he, he's not – I don't know. I don't know if he can't press. I just know that they don't put him at press. And when he do actually press, it, it, it was just one of those situations where it's – I don't know because he still didn't jam, you know, so I don't know what was called. I don't know what 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 he was coached up to do. And that's just how it goes. When you look at cornerbacks, you got to roll with the mindset of saying, all right, if this is the situation, if this is the scenario of how this person is playing, let me see what I can do with him. That's why that combine is so important so that when you meet him up, 
you know, meet them up set side by side and you have that independent interview, you can dive deep into their mind. You can probe a little bit more. You can get more details of what they intend to do and, and what they're what they're going to bring to the table. So it's so many room for um, <clears throat> object There's so much room for subjectivity, of course, and also objectivity when you're looking at those two things at is uh, at face value case in point. J.C. Jackson, undrafted in what, 2017? Nobody saw that, you know, that this kid was going to go three interceptions his rookie year, and then the second year bring up five interceptions. Then his third year, he brings you a total of nine interceptions with with all of that out there and on the NFL level. You guys can give me a list of DBs that were drafted in 2017, and I can show you that they didn't get that type of results. Now, whether it be the quarterback dropping back, looking dead at J.C. Jackson and throwing it right to him or not, that is a, a tall glass of water, you know, to, to, to gulp down to say, man, uh, hey, I'm still thirsty. No, 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 no. You're going to be, like, satisfied with that if you're looking for a player. Appreciate you, Stelios. Appreciate you so much for the donation to help elevate this thing. Uh, really do, man. Let me give you one of these. This is Sparta! Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you, my brother. Thank you so much. He says, yes, sir. Let's go. And he can't. So he's, I mean, he's not my top ten. The thing, the thing that you would see about Farley is you would like the measurables and you like the fact that the tape you saw from 19, he does get his hands on on the balls. He does. That, that's that's the one thing. That's where it's going to be the difference. Now, and I think that this team's going to value that. Well, it, it it talking to people about that know what Dan Quinn and Joe Witt and those guys like. We we have one corner that doesn't run particularly well. Shout out to Younger Charles. He runs Charles. well enough, but they don't play with two like that. They'll play with one. So, oh. so keep oh. an eye. but also keep an eye on this. And this is the other one. This is now the Joe Horn, or excuse me, uh, JC Horn. JC yeah. Horn. Yeah. Okay. We transitioned. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> real, re- reset real quick. We're going over Brian Broaddus's gang of seven and what they say about defensive backs that have been tied to the Cowboys. Yeah. Those were good bonus words right there at the end as we transition here to JC Horn. JC Horn is now the keep an eye on him because Dan Quinn. And the former coach there, Muschamp, will Muschamp are like best friends. Mm. So he will Dan <laughs> Quinn will know every single thing about J.C. Horn, and 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 it'll Can I be, paint a picture for Gavin in the audience? Yeah, go ahead. Guy, paint that yeah. picture. Paint. J.C. Horn. Go ahead. A.K.A. CB one. Um, CB two for me, by the way. He's a cheater, mm. Gavin. He's a cheater. Because okay. there is no such thing as illegal con- well in college football okay. there's no such thing as illegal contact by a corner. I mean there is holding and there is pass interference, but there's no such thing as illegal contact, and he knows that. Can't call um, it all. Yes, and if you did want to call physical, it all, you can throw a flag on him on every play. Okay, I'm gonna get that out of the way right now because he will grab and nudge and. That's a Legion of Boom and, stuff right there. Yes, so he is a cheater on every single play, but. He is also the guy at South Carolina that when you were playing an SEC schedule mm-hmm. and you showed up to the field, they said, who's their best guy? Mm-hmm. And they would say, JC, go. Go. And it didn't matter. You line up on the left, the right, the slot. If it's the tight end, JC Horn's covering that dude. That's his guy. Dog. If you yes, watch. He is a yeah. dog. He plays star mm-hmm. coverage. 
He has the athleticism, the tenacity. In the um, SEC? Yeah. Yes. Now, he cheats on every play. So I, the only problem I have is I have to project, could he cover these guys yeah. this well if he didn't grab them? All right, so when we get into the details, now let, let me talk to you guys about what what, what uh, my dog uh, Kavanaugh is saying. Uh, he, he, here's the situation. College, you, you can get physical beyond five yards, right, basically. And they do have uh, spot checks as relates to PI, pass interference, so there's no 40, 50-yard pass interference. Uh, in the field, is in the hash marks are different, so it's a whole different uh, environment, whereas the NFL field is a little bit, you know, uh, different. And I, I can go into details on another storyline on, on that. But here, here's the situation. What J.C. Horn will do, baby, let me tell you. Let me tell you what he will do. He is physical. Physical. Uh, what's the song? Let's get physical, physical. Like, he's literally, whether it's going to be inside the slot, whether it's going to be at the boundary, whether it's going to be on the outside, whether you're going to just say, okay, J.C., hey, this time I really want you to, to, to just man up the tight end like he just witnessed and what he just said. I believe what he will do, and he like to get into your head. J.C., he, he, he going to do some talking. He going to do some yapping at you. But this is what he likes to do. You see, football in the National Football League, you know, they, they changed their ruling because good old Peyton Manning couldn't get to his wide receivers. And that was another story. And, and of course, people was complaining because Kurt Warner couldn't get to his wide receivers in that Super Bowl. And they were saying that the, that my dog, Ty Law, you know, shout out to the Laws over there in Patriots land, who was just too physical. I couldn't get I couldn't get open. So what they did is they crafted up the rulings and the laws and changed this stuff up. And now they only give you five yards. And it changed since then. Back in like even like in 2006 and 7 and 8, at least at the top of the route, meaning that if you 12 yards out and it's time for you to pivot and turn, well, the NFL used to allow you to get physical at the top of the route because that's a now a change of direction. Because one can argue that if I'm playing with leverage and if I'm getting if I'm get, if I'm giving you the inside middle of the field and all of a sudden you cut and turn into me, Guess what? I have a right to that spot as long as long as I'm playing the ball, as long as I'm looking back to the ball. I have a right to out muscle and physical get into the way of you and, and really fight for that spot of the field. We fighting for the field. But what happened was with the NFL is that they lean more toward. They lean more towards the offense. Unless you're Amari Cooper, right? They lean more towards our offense on the top of the route, and they would say, "Well, PI, PI on the defense, or holding on the defense." But but back in the days, you can just get physical all day. I believe one of the physical, the, the physical, uh, however you can say that word, <laughs> the, the aggressive corners out there was Aeneas Williams. Do y'all remember him? Strong hands. Look at his tape. Strong hands. Appreciate you, Stelios, for making the donation to help grow this thing. He says, tighter field, horn will ball out, straight gangster. Man, I, I, I didn't want to say it, but you said it, man. Yes, indeed. So, hey, hey, when that happened, when that happened, you know, let me see if I can find my little uh, charm here, man. This is Sparta! Yes, tighter field. So, my thing is, 
I'm looking at it like like close your eyes, Cowboy Nation. Just close them real quick. Diggs, he's not a physical physical guy. Truth be told, he's 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 a spacer guy. He he likes to go off of your feeling, and then he he guides and he got this quick recovery speed. He's more like a hip pocket type of guy, right? So. Horn on the opposite side, he'll be that physical guy. And then you got these beastings that's going to be really hitting you like a Neil. Oh, my goodness, a Donovan Wilson. Ooh. Ooh. And tomorrow, well, it's going to be today when by the time everybody watch it, man, you're going to have uh, 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 out of one of them two. And I will be, I, I, I'm going to throw a party if all three of them, like I said, if they sign Hooker and Ka- Kazi, man, that's going to be crazy, right? Because Kazi or Kazi, I think it's Kazi, right? Y'all help me out. Kazi, he, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a free, free safety. He got some range. He got some hidden subtle speed. He's not physical, physical. He's only 175 to 180 pounds. But I, I like his range and his space, and I like his instincts. But that, but that hooker kid, ooh, <laughs> just, just, you know how that song? Can he just go deep? Just play him deep. Just play him deep and let him cover and survey the field. And if you got a physical corner like a horn, and you got a guy like just all in your face like a like a pesky little gnat, like a, a digs, man, this is this thing could be really just like that. Our our secondary could be a whole lot better, baby. Diggs is still young. He can get the experience, yes. And and Diggs is pretty good on instincts, knowing the field of the route. Why? Because his football IQ is high. Why is it high, Law? Uh, because the kid, he was trying to be a wide receiver. He was primarily being molded to be like his brother, and he learned concepts from his brother. And I seen Diggs, and I'm talking about Trayvon Diggs versus Stephon Diggs. I seen him put him in a lock, you know. Especially it's all over Instagram and on the Twitter machine. You can see him put them in locks. Hooker is better than KZ, bro. Yeah, Pat uh, Tellio. Yeah, Hooker is better than KZ. But man, if you can get both of them, two for the price of one, basically, that 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 will at least cover the spread of the injury, right? <laughs> Diggs, uh, Diggs is hung. Diggs is hungry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hooker visit Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, I believe Hooker will visit today. Well, Tuesday. He will visit to Tuesday. This will be his visit day. Let's listen to more what they have to say, man, and uh, and get this thing going in the best way possible. Neil can uh, come up and play linebacker with Hooker and Wilson. Yeah. That's from my dog, Thomas E. Yeah. E. Green. Yeah. And he's athletic enough too, so I believe the answer is yes. But my guy J.C. Horn is a cheater. Yeah, he cheats on every play, but he is also a dog, and I love it. He is not going to give you an inch. And Jeff's right; you could throw if you wanted. Just watch one tape of him play. Watch the Florida game. Watch the Auburn game. He batted out five balls. And I know. Had two okay, picks. But I'm saying watch the Florida game when he's covering a first round wide receiver in Tony, and, and watch Kyle him co- and watch him cover Kyle Pitts. That's all you need to see. When you when you when you watch him take a short, speedy, quick receiver and cover, and then cover a big weapon at tight end. Kyle Pitts hated him. He's like, Kyle "Why Pitts, are you grabbing yeah, me?" Stops. <laughs> Kyle Pitts wanted nothing to do. He was all right. So when y'all look at that tape, 
when y'all look at that tape, I wish I could post it, but you know how that thing goes. Uh, when you look at that tape, yes, he's a nuance, like that pesky little gnat that's in the barbecue, like, get out of my face. And you swipe and you try to swipe, you spray, and it's still flying all around you, all in your ear. And that's what that's what J.C. Horn can do to bigger receivers as well as uh, uh, shifty guys. And if you look at that tape, hear me out. Don't crucify me, Cowboy Nation. Shout out to you, James. When you look at that tape, I want you to go look at the Florida tape versus Alabama. Although although Florida lost, but look at that tape and see what Kyle Pitts was able to do when when, when Sertain was sitting there saying, okay, let, give, let me get a piece of him, boss. Let me take some. You know, let me let me figure out what I can do with him. All I can say is, Seven receptions, 129 yards, and could have been two tubs, but it was actually just one. But it's a story of a different day. Just take a look at the tape. You don't have to take my word for it. You know, just just pull up the tape, or you can go to YouTube. I believe it's on YouTube. Don't watch the cut-ups. Just watch the full game so you can understand what all happened. And, and then you'll sit back and say, man, either Kyle Pitts, is world second world best ever things in sliced bread or certain is not it or jc Horn is just everything you know you're going to come up with some type of conclusion like that but let's listen to more of what they have to say it was gum on kyle pitt's shoe he couldn't get him off that's that's it but but jc horn again keep an eye dan quinn and west camp <laughs> Best friends, this could be a connection here uh, for the for the Cowboys right there mm. on that. Alrighty, alrighty. Is that all on our drafted players then that you'd like to share? Yeah, with, us, with, Brian? with Satan, everybody again, everybody's falling in love with him because of the, the family background. They think he's the most pro ready right now to play, and so that's why a lot of people have him. And they're Just also so boring. Yeah, he it's is so boring. He is it's a like, boring player. Hey, what do you like about Sertan? Yeah, well, he's always in the right place. He does the right. Sertan, he he ain't gonna talk much. Uh, Sertan, senior, who was the opposite corner next to him? Right, it was somebody else that was playing next to him when he was playing in Miami. Y'all, let me know. Um, but <clears throat> it's one of those things. Whereas, I believe at one point they was like a good combination over there, in Miami land. Y'all, help me out. Right things. He's a great. He's a good tackler. He doesn't really have a weakness. He's not a great athlete, but. He's a decent athlete, and he's just like everything about him is just like solid, 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 solid. And I don't know for some reason that's boring to me. And then, okay, then what's our takeaway on Horn again? His it, the, the takeaway is very positive, but it's it's positive in a way that the connection between his coach oh, in South connection. Carolina uh, could sway could sway Dan Quinn into taking that type of a player. He'll he'll be able to explain every all the ins and outs of the kid and stuff like that. So. But but the, here, here's the thing, though, Brian Broaders and everybody, you know, uh, Quinn can have all of the answers in the world. <laughs> he can he can be banging the table, Hulk smash, you know, he'd be Hulk smashing the table. But the, the, the reality of it is that it's not up to him. It's not up to him. It's up to Jerry, Juan, Jones, and John, Stephen Jones. You got to convince those two. And, of course, maybe – just maybe Will McClay and Chris Hall. Those are a lot of people that you got to convince out there to say, okay, this will be the kid. And damn it, your year one, you better be right on them too. <laughs>
<laughs> because as soon as that dude do anything crazy, they're going to be looking at you with the snake eyes. They're going to be like, look, man, what's going on, fam? You said that he was the one. You said that he was the one, right? So <laughs> he better be that. He better be that dog. <laughs> but let's listen to more what they have to say about this. So keep an eye on that that possibility right there. Well, that is a great look into the three corners that if you're a draft person and a Cowboys fan, you need to be familiar with as that draft approach is coming up at the end of the month. And Broadus has also harvested some broadcast gold for you on a free agent defensive back, the safety, DeMonte KZ. 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 He played with the Falcons last year, right? right? Yeah, four years, 27 years old. San Diego State is a Just like Jay-Z, I'm going to say KZ. That's the better way, but because I don't know why I'd be getting Kazi in here. You know, my my native tongue, that Natchez, Mississippi talk, y'all know how they go, but KZ, like Jay-Z. I think think that KZ is going to come over here tomorrow and he's going to get signed. He's not even going to be able to leave the building if if he get a healthy report. Because I don't see any other team that's going to look at him because he's coming off the injury situation. And he would have to learn a whole new system and all of those things. He just knows too many people. He knows Joe Witt. He knows Quinn. And then it's Dallas for crying out loud. Yeah, what are they, they going to take him at? Yeah, for the, all of the Dallas natives out there, we're going to take him to Deep Ellum. Where are they going to take them to, you know? <laughs> What's some nice little spots and lounges out here that's, uh, that's pandemic-free and all of that stuff? And, you know, that thing is still out there. And I hope the weather is right because it's thunderstorming outside right now. But they might take them somewhere in, in, in Frisco along. The, the facility will speak for itself. And, and he's going to be like, well, dog, you know, I, I like Neil. That's my boy. Oh, man, I got Quinn. I got Joe Witt. Man, let's, let's make this thing happen. Let's make this thing shake. Corner, okay, gang of seven comments. You ready? Yeah. Like him. He was very physical ball hawk, ball hawk his first three years. He came into the past year not trying to get hurt. His effort and toughness dropped off. Mm-hmm. was really disappointing in that regard. Uh, he tears his Achilles, tough mm-hmm. to come back from. He's about 180 pounds 175. Right Good range. Above average speed, good instinct, was around the ball over and over on overthrows. He's a playmaker. He was uh, borderline reckless, would throw his ball uh, body all over the place, hitter, but a, not a tackler. Then uh, all that stopped his contract year. So prior to his— Tried to make a business decision. Yeah. That's the same thing that Xavier Woods did, believe it or not. And I'm gonna tell kids right now, man. If you plan like like for all of those kids right now that you guys is listening, and and you see your senior year, you plan and you just trying to just make it through. You got some options out there. Hey, don't just play play through the echoes of the whistle, man. Put it in God's hand, man. Don't try to put it in your heart in your hand. Play smart, eat right. Don't try to be hesitant, man, especially even if it's your, your senior year in college. Play through the echoes, through the whistle, man. Uh, go go, go in on it, man. Play like you got no nothing left in you because the moment you let up, the moment you slack, that's when you get injured, you know. And and play selfish. Don't, don't try to help people up all the time. You hit them, you lay them out, you keep it moving. Keep your mind clear. 
Don't try to be this Mr. Nice Guy and these sorts of things because this world is an exact replications of what, what can go on in, on the football field. It doesn't care about you. This world will chew you up and spit you out. Look, if you don't pay your light bill and your water bill, they'll cut lights off at the church. They would turn the water off cleanly. If the if a church house can't pay his water bill, the, the company is going to turn the water off. Hey, sorry, New Jerusalem Missionary Church, <laughs> you didn't pay your light bill. We cutting the lights off. You didn't pay your water bill. We shutting the water down. Yeah, so Cowboy Nation and everybody that's listening, those are just my words and my advice. You can do whatever you want to do with it. But see, just like this kid, he hurt himself. Hey, and then Xavier Woods, come on, man. If you look at his tape, you can see that the kid was not giving full, full effort. I mean, last year, year before that, yeah, he, he didn't get a, a, a gang of interceptions. The ball hit him in the hand, but at least he was trying. Oh, man, I'm just going to leave Xavier Woods alone. Shout out to him because I love the kid. He's from Louisiana Tech. He went right down the, right down the street. You know, Louisiana Tech, man, is, is real close to people that, that, that live in Mississippi, graduated from Natchez and these sorts of things. I know a gang of people that went there. But, but man, you, you can't play it too safe out there like that. And I think uh, didn't, that's how uh, Tristan Hill got injured, I believe. He was, trying to, he was literally trying to help somebody up. And, and somebody rolled up on him. So, uh, and I'm not trying to say be cruel out there. You, you just kick them while the person is down. But just, just, just make your play and get out the way. I it think still so. Didn't work out. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Prior to his injury, he he didn't really take care of himself. He just wanted to play ball. Uh, I would say that he's probably recovered, and he will be hungry. Yeah. Torn Achilles though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's a tough one to you know project how good he's even going to be and how much of that explosiveness he was already just five eleven one seventy four was his listed weight. I mean, if he's one seventy four, <laughs> that Achilles doesn't have to support much, Gavin. Okay, <laughs> all right, I'll wait there. Hey, yeah. that's the brighter side of things. Here's another thought about him. Really like this guy. Love how he plays. Tough mm-hmm. as hell and flies around with urgency. Great ball skills and instinctive. You can play him at free safety. You can play him at nickel. Just wish he was bigger and had a better top-end speed, but a damn good football player. Mm. Reminds me of Quandre Diggs is what this guy said. Mm. So So why isn't there a big market for him? Why why are they? 174 pounds, man. And I believe that they're being generous on that. And I'm not trying to talk about the kid. Yeah, he can probably eat a sandwich right about now and get a little bit bigger. But, you know, at 174 pounds, and I think Ezekiel – Elijah Elliott still have possession of his soul when he ran over the young kid right in the red zone, money zone, green zone. So he might be coming to Dallas to talk to Ezekiel Elliott. Cause I think I think Ezekiel Elliott is still in Cabo. If he if he's in Dallas, he need to go visit Ezekiel Elliott and say, "Hey man, can I get my soul back, man? Because you really took my soul from me, man. Come on, man, give me my soul back." Cowboys being linked to them with their zero dollars in free agency that they're going to spend. Probably because of the hurt player situation. He's a little bit undersized mm-hmm. for the position as well. And they're, Did you say not overly fast as well? They said that the speed was – let me go back on that, Jeff. I don't want to misquote on that. Just because uh, I think that would make – Average, this... above average speed. Mm. Okay, so that's good enough. But, like, not hyper-athletic, small, hurt. Yeah. Mm. That'll get your price down a little bit. 
Yeah, my, my last guy said he got hurt last year, though, as you know, good player, versatile, free safety to nickel, instinctive, good coverage, good ball skills, small, average tackler. All righty. So those are some thoughts from the gang of seven. With Caleb Far. Yeah, that was uh, Brian Broaders, man. Wonderful piece there from 105.3 to fan. Uh, that was the end of that interview there or a little excerpt that they had on their website. Uh, just go to radio.com, 105.3 so, One. Yeah, so go to their website there and check them out. They got some good stuff there, Cowboy Nation. So <clears throat> my thing is we just need to figure out what these guys are going to do, uh, especially heading into the 2021 season. I just want them to compete. I want them to compete. And, and I feel kind of crazy uh, when I say this, but it's the actual truth. They wasted a year, a full year of Reggie Robinson, right? We don't know whether or not he's going to be a safety, a free safety. That They said that they put him back at a cornerback, but we don't have a lot of tape on the brother, right? And I think that all of last year, wasted snaps for Rashad Robinson. Is he still on his team? Y'all help me out, put it in the comment box. But I think that those snaps would have been valuable for, dare I say, a, a Reggie Robinson. So those are things. And then Bradley Anai. All of those snaps, man, could have been for Bradley Anai, even on the edge. If if you guys don't look at it like bring in a person, but work with that person to be on the field. If you really value that person, because I, I don't like bringing in people and then it sullies and denigrate the person that you really drafted or or somebody that you don't give a chance to play. And then it gets to the what, year three, year four. You just still don't know who, the, who you got. Truth be told, and I'm not being negative, and I'm not being a Debbie Downer, but we still don't know who Tristan Hill is. We don't. We don't know who Tristan Hill is. We don't know if he can play a full 17 weeks now. We don't know whether or not he can hold himself down as it relates to being an interior defensive guy. So now it's just like, okay, and then he don't have any sponsors in the building. Right. Uh, Pappy says uh, pay Alden Smith. Hey, I'm going back and forth with a lot of people right now. A lot of people saying, hey, he was overrated. Right. A lot of people saying that he suck. He, he He's not who he who we think he is, you know, and these sorts of things about Alden Smith. And and of course, they say, man, he started off hyped, did his thing. Then he did the uh, Casper, the friendly ghost stuff. He disappeared. Well, newsflash, the kid. Didn't play football in five years. Not four, not three, not two, not one. Five years. Put on some pads without training camp. No OTAs. Didn't beg, didn't beg nor complain. Didn't cry, didn't be, didn't moan. I'm trying to keep it PG-13. Didn't be, y'all. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And his production level was still great. But people wanted 15 sacks. People wanted 20 sacks. People wanted 10 sacks from the brother. And then when you turn on the tape, you can literally see he had at least eight sacks, not eight to nine sacks out there. Eight to nine. Eight to nine of them. But the other people ate from it because Justin Hamilton, fraction of a second was there a little bit earlier. Oh, he freed up space for Navel Gallimore to get there. 
And people had the nerve and the audacity to say, well, he, he's bad against and horrible against the run. Where? Where? It, it, I, I love when people say this and that, then they don't produce any evidence. There's no tape out there that they can pull out and say, okay, this was the play he only gave 50. He only gave 40% here. Pull the tape out then, right? Because if this guy was doing that, then what the hell D-Law was doing? Hmm? What the hell Randy Gregory was doing? What the hell everybody else was doing? Let's stop pointing the finger at one and, and let's, let's bring everything to the table, right? How come Bradley and I couldn't outperform? And if that's the case, what is your rationale of keeping Dorrance Armstrong over uh, Alden Smith? What are, where, where is your rationale for that? Because he's younger? I digress. People, look at the tape, look at the complete tape, look at the complete everything. Because we just picked up a gang of guys, a gang of guys, Brent, Brent Urban. Oh, uh, the Basham kid. Okay. And Carlos Watkins and all three of those guys level production of what they did doesn't equate to what and Alden uh, Smith was doing. Alden Smith had five years on vacation. What were their reasonings? What were their excuses? I don't see when I look at the tape, I don't see five sacks last season from either of those guys. Huh? But we look at it. We got to look at it like this. If the Cowboys do decide to bring him back for a cup of coffee, there's nothing wrong with drawing out a contract and, and put incentives on it, heavy laden it with incentives. Put it down there. So where, whereas Daniel got a, an incentive laden contract, right? Why, why build on something to just give it away? And, and, and on top of that, give it away for free 99. Yes, we need depth. Yeah, I see you over there, JP. Yeah, we need depth. Bring them in for depths. Any word on McCoy? Uh, that's what I'm waiting on to, waiting on the wording from McCoy. Um, it, it could be a situation where as they it, it pulled this thing all the way out until the end of the, uh, I guess, OTAs training camp, right when that started around. They give them a call. Say, hey, dog, come on down, man. <laughs> come on, Come on over and see what you can do for us. They could sign them out the year, out the week one. Veteran contracts don't have to be guaranteed after week one. Appreciate you, Jeremy. Appreciate you jumping in. Thank you so much. Yeah, the truth. Appreciate you, the truth. McCoy is a liability. Yeah. My thing is, and shout out to you, Akeem. My thing is, with all of this, we got to look at it accurately and say, all right, if we bring in a guy, the most thing that we want him to become, especially all of these guys as long in the tooth, because we don't want to have a, a team full of old guys, right? If that's, if that's the situation. But make them bridge guys. Let them be that bridge. I think, I th just hear me out, Cowboy Nation. I think the world of Randy Gregory. I believe Randy Gregory will have a fantastic year. He don't have to be worrying about whether or not the NFL is going to suspend him because he decided to do something with a plant, right? He don't have to have that in the back of his mind, his psyche, right? He can blaze, you know, <laughs> he can blaze as much as he want right now. 
And I think there's still some repercussion. I think there's just a little fine that they give players when they find the stuff in your system now. But it's a whole lot better than what uh, it used to be of if, if suspending a player. These guys get fourth training camp. These guys get fourth. And, that, yeah, Lewis says now we have Quinn. Oh, my goodness. Quinn, Quinn is a, a, a guy that can help out these front four. And it won't be. One week, we're going to just focus in. Remember this right here, Cowboy Nation? When the players were begging, saying, hey, can I just put my hand on the dirt? And the coach was like, no, you're going to stand up. We're going to make this hybrid style of defense. No, you're going to stand up. And then the coach decided to say, hey, no, you can put your hand in the dirt. No, we're going to flip back to four, three principles. As an alpha male, you never do that. You don't take lessons or notes from the from your troops like that. You say, hey, this is my philosophy. This is what we're going to do. Like it or love it or hate it. It's my way or the highway. I'm the dog in the house, right? I'm the I'm the big dog. <laughs> but the moment you show any any inch of weakness, they're going to run all over you. I, like I said, I love the movie. Uh, I love to bring up movies. There, there's this movie Samuel Jackson played in it, not the snakes on the plane, but he was, a, it was based off a true story. Based off a true story. Coach Carter. Coach Carter. One of the players that, that was like the MVP of the, the previous season of the team, the, the guy that had it all, right? He tried to challenge Coach. Coach was like, basically, oh, it's my way or the highway. And they said, hold on, he was our best scorer. So what? It's so what? It's my program now. And if he want to get back on this team, if he really want to play on this team, then he got to abide to my rulings, to abide to what I got on the table. It is what it is. Those are realities of it, man. And and I can't make this stuff up. You can't pacify these grown men out here and expect something to happen out there on the field. Mm-mm. You got to set the tone. You got to set the. You got to stay. You got to stay firm on something, or you will what fall for for anything, right? Not move the, the needle for me. Mm. He's a safety that can't cover, so that's why they got rid of him in in Atlanta. He's coming off major injury, ACL, Achilles injury. Uh, they brought him in to be Cam Chancellor, but he doesn't have Cam Chancellor's instincts. So that makes him useless. I think they're going to probably, that rendered him playing in the secondary very, very hard. I think they're going to probably try to move him to weak side linebacker, Skip, because he is physical, but he's a little undersized. And so it's going to be a lot different, Skip. It's shedding the tight end, shedding a wide receiver is one thing. Trying to shed a guard, a 310-pound guard, a 320-pound tackle, that's something entirely different. So we're going to see how well he played in a confined area. We know he likes to play in the box, but normally you're weeding your way through wide receivers. You're uh, pressing wide receivers, getting to the football. Try pressing out a 300-pound offensive lineman and see how you like that. Uh, they re-signed Jordan Lewis, but Skip, they lost to Wuzier, they lost Dalton, they haven't re-signed Alden Smith. So I, I'm looking at this, Skip. This, this doesn't move the needle for me. Um, obviously, Dak was a big plus, but I excluded Dak in this. So when I look at this, I gave him an F. 
All right, so that's uh, Shay Shaw. Appreciate uh, Undisputed for always uh, talking about the Dallas Cowboys. He should be called the Dallas Cowboys Undisputed. Shout out to you, Tariq. Appreciate you, man, for the donation. The New York Giant Cockroaches are making real moves, really. Stephen Baby Nuts Jones. <laughs> Baby Nuts. <laughs> Y'all crazy, man. <laughs> but 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 let me go to that is a good point, man, Tyreek, and I really appreciate you for the donations. We'll go over what the uh the the Giants done did in their free agency uh situation. Now it looked good on paper. I gotta say that it looks good on paper, but you still gotta play the game. We 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 play the game to win, right? But um my thing is with with Shea Sharp assessment on Neil, we don't know what the Cowboys are intending to do with Neil. Uh, people act like the guy is just so horrible that he can't cover nothing. You know, he, he can cover a little. And what we're trying to do is they might send him on blitzes. And when he is in the situation of uh, run support, it, it's all about it's all about mentality at this point. Because when you talk about shedding the guard when they get to the second level, who know they might have that already planned out and scoped out. My thing is, my thing is, last year, hear me out, Cowboy Nation, and I know the size can be a, a, a crazy factor into all of this. And about him being what two hundred and sixteen, two hundred and seventeen, give or take, uh, uh, p- far as pounds wise, man, the the, the mentality aspect of it. Sometimes when I was looking at some of the film from last year, even when Xavier Woods, now I, th- I think that they were going back and forth over KZ's uh, size or what have you, being 174 pounds. I know Xavier Woods is at least 205, 200 flat. I've seen him saying, I ain't finna go down there and feel. No, no, that, 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 lead, that, that lead blocker. Is headed my way fullback. I'm going to shift to the side and try to get parallel to him and try to bring him down and shed and disengage. No, 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 no. You're supposed to meet him head on. And I've seen Neil meet and approach a person right inside the box and do that. I even seen Casey try to do that and get laid out like family guy. Now, last year, that's a whole nother story because, like he said, uh, he was trying to play safe or what have you but my thing is cowboy nation when you look at this team you need somebody that's out there that's going to play through the echoes of the whistle and mentality now majority of the team still like to pass so even though if you have a kneel on a tight end and i'm not trying to sell you or denigrate uh, uh jalen smith over here but i believe and it's just my it's just my thoughts here that Neil can cover the tight end a little bit better than Jalen. And, and, and please, guys, don't crucify me for that. But it's just how it goes when I see Jalen out there in space trying to cover. Mm. OK. I almost went out. <laughs> I'm going to go D and. Glass half full, I'm going to call it disappointing, but glass half empty, I'm going to call it disastrous. <laughs> I love it now. Do you include that or you? Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay, okay. I, I mean, I've- no, 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 no. Y'all know why I love this, you know, because I already know 
if both of them saying both of them saying that this is a horrible free agency, man, we we you might as well book it. We going to the Super Bowl, baby. <laughs> Just play with y'all. But but I like it because when both parties disagree, nine times out of ten, the Dallas Cowboys doing something right. And I love it because it's going to be the element of surprise, and and I'm gonna be whooping them up out of here. I'm gonna be, oh oh yeah, because now. I already know, I already know that these free agency, they're going to have to backpedal like Deion Sanders when they see, when they see the impact of just a few players, right? Of just changing out a few attitudes, mindset. And this, I believe that this team is going to be a little bit more hungrier. I like the fact that even when we're talking about the defense on the front four, even if you throw a Brent Urban in there and the way he's trying to get upfield, he like to do that little guitar, air guitar dance move and things like that. I can't wait, boy. I definitely can't wait for this season to kick off. Obviously, because I, I hark back to Jerry Jones sitting next to Dak Prescott <laughs> as they had their kiss and makeup press conference <laughs> announcing his signing. And Jerry kept saying, we got big piece of pie left. Eating salary cap pie. Big piece of pie. Well, he might have ate it before, before the next morning. He might morning. have eaten it all. <laughs> Dak Prescott counts only $22.2 million against next year's cap, and yeah. I still can't figure it out because he's going to make $75 million. But I love 22.2 because it should give you just a little bit of breathing room, enough that you could go get two what I would call significant free agent pieces on defense. Mm-hmm. And Keanu Neal does not rank as significant to me. No. Yeah, watch. He going to have a Pro Bowl Hall of Fame type of career. <laughs> Both of them two right there, they just reverse jinxed this thing. They said, hey, he's not a significant watch. Y'all mark this day. Is uh, Was it March the 22nd, 2021? Y'all, y'all screenshot this day and watch Keanu Neal is going to the Pro Bowl. Well, I don't even want him going to the Pro Bowl because I want him. I want us to play in the Super Bowl. But watch, watch how this thing all go. Uh, it's gonna go crazy this year, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know." Because what people are trying to do is they think that okay, the the the, the Atlanta Falcons. What they try to do is they say, "Okay, well, the Atlanta Falcons had the exact same team." As the Dallas Cowboys had. No, 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 no. Two different teams, two different styles, even though they got the same coach. And even if they do have Neil, and even if they do bring in KZ, this still is a different team than from the Atlanta Falcons. I don't think the Atlanta Falcons had a Randy Gregory or a D-Law. You see how the thing worked now? I don't think that they had if LVE is healthy or Jalen Smith. And I know that people like to look at Jalen Smith as a quote-unquote horrible guy, but hey, he still got some talent left, and they got digs, right? Cowboys got digs. So watch how this thing unfolds, and everybody going to be like, man, how did this happen? Watch, watch. So first of all, as you just point out. Appreciate you, young Wilson. Salute to you, Rue. Two seasons with an ACL, and then he tore his Achilles. And you know what happens when you tear your Achilles? It's just hard to ever quite be right. Yes. And now – they are reportedly bringing in a, a safety that I loved coming out in the draft out of the Ohio State University, Malik Hooker. He was the 15th overall pick. And by the way, Keanu Neal was the 17th 16, overall yeah, pick 17, in 2017. Yeah. But Malik in 27, 15th overall. He's also coming off an Achilles tear. Ugh. 
They're also bringing in that DeMonte Kazee, also from Atlanta, coached by Dan Quinn. Right. And he is also coming off an Achilles tear. Both of those tore the Malik and, and Kazee tore their Achilles early last season. Correct. So what am I supposed to make of this? I got three Achilles tear victims, right? They're going to rehab together. <laughs> gonna rehab. What, what are we doing? That'll have a great rehabilitation field. <laughs> uh, I believe uh, Tyrone Church, appreciate you, man. He says, I believe uh, Malik Hooker is going to be a dog. May, 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 he, may he be my Twitter friend? Shout out to you, Tyrone Church, man. May, may he be your Twitter friend? You know, may he my Twitter I don't know, man. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for the donation, man. Let me give you one of these, man. See, you my dog, bro. You my dog, man. This is Sparta! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Philly squad, right? <laughs> what are we doing? And then I tried to get excited. Just need a little luck. We do. We do. In part because you, you mistakenly called him Keanu Reeves. <laughs> yeah, you, you went John Wick, right? Yeah. Okay, if he were John Wick, I would be jumping through hoops for this because he'd, he'd be indestructible. Right. Because Keanu, John Wick, right. never tore his Achilles right. because he's he's impervious to bullets. He's never even been really, he, he never even gets or, shot. Or when he was in the Matrix, right. they couldn't even kill with bullets. That's a good one. That's true. Okay, then it dawned on me late last night as I looked at this, wait a second. The Atlanta Falcons last year allowed the most passing yards in all of pro football. And he started at safety for the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. He is a box safety. He's more of a thumper, run stuffer, mm -hmm. run stopper. But I looked at Brady's numbers against the Atlanta defense twice. Mm -hmm. He threw for almost 800 yards. It was almost 400 plus 400. He threw for mm -hmm. six touchdowns and one interception. And it was against a defense featuring Keanu Neal and DeMonte Kazee. What? Hell, what that guy went through for 500 in one game. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah. To your point, I agree. But did they have Hooker on that team? I believe we're going to get Hooker, baby. And, oh, and did they have Donovan Wilson on that team, right? Or did they have the Diggs on that team? See, it's, it's, you can't just substitute two players and say, okay, this is going to happen again. This is what they're going to utilize them at again. Every year is different. Every team is different. And every year a player either elevates or players just sit there and say, okay, this person dissipated and now we got a, a Reggie Robinson out there. So many different things. Yes, it's the same head coach, and yes, it's the same two players. But we'll figure this thing out, Cowboy Nation. Let's go. So then I start trying to convince myself, well, what if they sign Malik Hooker and Keanu? Maybe that would make it better. And then I'm thinking, yeah, Achilles, Achilles. I, I don't know. <laughs> and then I look back at the other signees so far. We talked about Ty Naseki. He's a backup offensive line. Naseki. He was undrafted <laughs> out of Texas State. I'd never heard of him before. He was on the Buffalo squad last year. He has 17 starts for six different NFL teams, but he spent four years in the Arena League. <laughs> starting with the Corpus Christi Sharks and going to the Dallas Vigilantes <laughs> and then to the CFL. And I'm supposed to get excited about Ty Naseki and then Carlos Watkins, defensive end that they signed. Mm -hmm. Okay, once upon a time, he was fourth-round pick out of Clemson. He finally started last year in his fourth year for the Houston Texans. He started 11 of 16 games for the Texans. The worst run defense in all of pro football last year belonged to <laughs> that defense that he started for. And I'm supposed to get excited about that, Jerry? 
That's a big piece of pie. I, I, I thought, Skip, you've been telling me you wrote books that Jerry loves box office, I, and I, he signed the most unknown guys in free agents. Okay, then mm. he signed Terrell Basham, and, and I read things. I don't know Terrell Basham, but I read that he had his moments for the Jets last year. The right, Jets right. have no moments. Huh? For the Jets, <laughs> they, they were ranked 26th in points allowed last year. Really? He ranked 249th overall of defensive players last year. 249th. Well, I'm supposed to do hand springs over that? I, <laughs> All right, so, and I, and I think somebody put context matters, right? So, would we be having the same conversation about a Jets player if it was the uh, the, the main kid? Uh, what's the name? What's his name? Y'all put his first name out there. Was if it's the main kid, Maze, I meant to say, or or was it if if it was the Quentin Williams? If we picked him up, would you be saying, okay, the Jets did this and Jets did that? You see, we know for sure that one individual player doesn't make make the whole entire team, right? Maze, appreciate you, May, uh, appreciate you, Chuck, man. I'm just everywhere tonight, but May, yeah, that's his name. So my thing is, we know for sure that one individual player does not equate the whole entire team. Just like Geno Atkins, I think he's out there, right? He He's out there. So my thing is, if the Cowboys pick him up, would they do a take on the fact that, hey, the, the Cincinnati Bengals defense was this and that? You know, no, he, he's a solid player. So you, it's hard to just try to take one player and interject them to the team and say, okay, this person will, 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 will sully and denigrate the entire team. No, it takes 11. It takes a full program. It takes everybody to be on the same beat of the drums, right? So my, my thing is just just sit back and watch how this thing really unfolds, Cowboy Nation. Uh, and and we, we will see some better play out of these guys. And I'm not trying to sit here and say, okay, optimism, optimistic uh, law, what have you. There will be some more and more issues with this particular defense until they get it going. Here's the situation with defense. Normally, the defense that's hot, just, just like it's super hot, like during the offseason, saying, oh, man, the defense is doing this, doing that. Normally, those defense don't gel. It's the defense that's, that got the continuity and rapport. Uh, Rue Glock, see, Jamal Adams played for the Jets, laughing out loud. See, right? You know, well, they've been saying the same thing. Appreciate you, young Wilson. Appreciate you, man, so much for the donation to help elevate this thing. Uh, and it just goes like that. Jay Farm in the house. Appreciate you and uh, Uncle Charles, man. I really appreciate y'all for being part of this thing. Uh, Buster made Raiders suck. <laughs> So it's so many things that, that can go in and out of, when you leave out the details. I, I can't. <laughs> I, I do. I, the one I've heard of is Brent Urban because he was a fourth-round pick by the Ravens for four years. He contributed to the Ravens, but he's never been a consistent right. starter. And then last year, he bounced back and forth. He was Titans, Bears, Bears. And yet Pro Football Focus has loved him. They ranked him 50th best defensive player overall last year in limited duty. So, again, I'll, I'll take Brent Urban, but he's going to change my life. Is he even going to be a starter? Skip. Think about I don't know. No, think about no, 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 no. Rotation guy. He has two interceptions in his career. Yep. Now, if I'm a, if you say, oh, wow, I got this wide receiver, yep. and in four years he got two touchdowns, you're like, how am I supposed to get excited about that? Mm. Mm. Skip, they say he's known as a thumper. He hadn't forced a fumble since 2017. 
We're in 2021. Yeah. Now, you a thumper, you would think, okay, turnovers. But he hadn't forced one in four years. Yeah, he missed most of two of those years. Yes! Yep. So, okay. I mean, what, what, how, am I, how am I supposed to get excited about this, Skip? How are you? I love it. <laughs> I love it. But how are you supposed to get excited? <laughs> I love it, too. So, I'm going to state my case one more time. <laughs> Earl Thomas is still sitting out He's not available. The, the, he is totally available because <laughs> the league has basically said no to him. Hold on, they have that, rejected him. That's the pie that Jerry don't want to eat. Okay, he doesn't. He wanted to eat it. He wanted to eat the whole See, they try to do this for uh, sensationalism, man. You know, uh, my thing is, I, 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 I'm going I'm to just do this again. I'm going to go right here. And 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 the Earl Thomas TMZ. Let, let's just pull this up. I'm telling people right now. I absolutely love Earl Thomas. I I would love for him to be on a team. But the moment, the moment Earl Thomas signed the dotted line, y'all can screenshot this. They're gonna flip the story around and they're gonna pose this, They're gonna post this story. Earl Thomas' wife claimed. He terrorized her in a drunk Christmas attack. NFL star denies the allegations. It's going to be back and forth. And that happened. If you guys can squint your eyes, I wish I could post a link, but uh, I, I can't post a link because of, uh, because of certain situations when I post a link in there. But you guys can see it. Go to TMZ and just type in Earl Thomas. And this report it's still fresh a little bit because it's January 13th, but people fail to realize that what will happen if you think that they're talking about this right here, if you think about they're talking about this with the uh, Deshaun Watson, the Deshaun Watson news will be put to the back of the clippings, and all of a sudden, all of the 22 victims that or the ladies that said that they got the acquisitions or ac uh, allegations, I meant to say, on him, they will somehow disappear in thin air, and they will be talking about Earl Thomas and his suspension with the Dallas Cowboys. And by the time the news hit during this offseason and back before the season start, they will be saying um, um, everything is clear with Deshaun Watson. Uh, it was it was his uh, erroneous uh, charges or what have you, fake charges, and uh, the Cowboys are doing it. It's just going to be muddy in the muddy of the waters and of the waters, and it's just crazy, Cowboy Nation. So I, I just feel like they just need to leave the Earl Thomas name alone. I love Earl Thomas. I love his skill set, but I don't think that um, that that he would play for the Dallas Cowboys and these sorts of things. Uh, same situation with Watson. You, you you explained that law. Yes, yes. Uh, think about Greg Hardy. Yeah, King. Like 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 the the, the whole thing is with, with Greg Hardy. There's literally people who believe that whatever happened with Greg Hardy, it happened while he was a Dallas Cowboys, right? Like while he was on the Cowboys. But no, the Cowboys just picked him up for a cup of coffee, and it seems as if though the the Carolina had nothing to do with it, right? Matter of fact. He was suspended when he came to the Cowboys, right? He didn't even get he didn't serve his suspension with the uh the, the uh, Carolinas because they they put him on the exempt list and and they said, "Okay, until we figure things out, you just going to be on the exemption list." And I think he was still getting paid his coins. His official suspension didn't happen until he got to the Cowboys. Yeah, it's crazy. So I I like I said I'm going to say this again because I know I got passionate people that hit me up every day say, "Hey law, man, what about Earl Thomas?" I'm sitting there like, "Man, the moment, the moment 
the Dallas Cowboys pick up Earl Thomas, you'll see this 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 news all over the the airways, you know, you know, and then it would be the Dallas Cowboys problem, and I'll be doing it every week sitting here trying to defend the guy, you know, <laughs> and say, man, no, that you know, I got pictures of them, they back together, they everything is right, you know, uh, just not gonna happen, Cowboy Nation, not gonna happen. And and if you read the details in the nine one one report, it it's just even worse than than what this actual little article is all about. But uh, I know how people get, you know, how this thing goes. Um, Cowboys should trade their second round for J.C. Jackson. This is from Anthony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cowboy Nation, we need to do that. Uh, <laughs> Rue said Earl Thomas and his wife might want to stay away from each other. You know how it goes, man. Old pie for a long, yeah. long time. Yeah. Uh-huh. He was going out. He, he was about to crawl all the way to Seattle to yeah. pick him up and, and bring him back, let him ride on, on Jerry all the yeah. way back, right? That's how much he loved this kid. Mm-hmm. This He's not a kid anymore, but hey, he's from Texas, played at the University of Texas, always wanted to be a Dallas Cowboy, and he's still sitting out there because he burned all his bridges to the league because he's just been a bad actor. Right. It's, it's just <laughs> difficult to justify the baggage. I will concede this, though, Scott. Yep. I believe Errol Thomas, as all the baggage that he has, is still better than anything that Dallas has but in their by, secondary at safety. By far. <laughs> and all I know is he missed all of last year. Yes. But if we go back one year to 2019, that one ill-fated year. Nah, I ain't going to listen to no more of this. All right, Cowboy Nation, I really appreciate you guys for being part of this thing. Um, my thing is, yes, they, they are right with it like they're Thomas assessment, but let's, let's move on. You know, let's, let's look into this draft and, and see if you can get somebody that can bring uh, some, some energy to this team and as well as learn behind um, KZ, learn behind uh, the, 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 the Donovan Wilson, and, or if we have a Malik hooker, let's see if they can learn behind that type of situation. But, you know, other teams are, are trying to do what they're trying to do to improve their teams and it's not a lot of politics in it, you know, how it goes uh, from here. The Let me see, let me pull this team up. Let me see if I can do it this way. Give me one second. Mm, let me see, save images. Let me go, bam, bam, bam. Um, <clears throat> shouldn't take me that long. Appreciate you guys for your patience here. Let me see if I can pull this up on the fly. Building the plane while it's in there. Yep, it happened that way. Yeah. So with that being said, the can y'all see that there? For a team that appears to be short on salary cap space, the Giants have accomplished quite a bit in free agency. The players signed are Adore Jackson. Okay, y'all y'all are able to see that, right? Kenny Galladay, Kyle Rudolph, right? Uh, Ifidi, this defensive end guy, and Colin, fullback guy who can plow the way. John Ross, not Rick Ross, but John Ross. Reggie Raglan, who is, uh, I, I like Reggie. Reggie, Reggie Raglan, they, they went and got him. Devontae Booker, a run, running back to help spell Saquon Barkley. Uh, the Giants also got a Leonard Williams. They signed a long-term contract and re-signed uh, defensive tackle Austin Johnson. 
They got out of this entire list, yeah, you know, uh, King says, what, two good players out of this whole entire list? My thing is, let me tell you some guys that I really like. I like Reggie Ragland. I really love John Ross. Uh, when I look at his tape, he was in Cincinnati land. You're not going to get a lot of exposure there. But when I look at it, I say, man, just look at his tape. I looked at his tape when I was looking at Andy Dalton's tape to see what makes Andy Dalton click. And that John Ross kid was, was really doing a good job. It's just that he will fumble and his hands are made of brick. But out in space, that speed is something real. If you can get, if you can get, the, if you get that edge, he can take it to the distance. Now, Adoree Jackson, he's a, a kickoff return slash cornerback who is crafty in a sense. And he's not the tallest or the biggest guy in the world. So I'll be uh, really interested in seeing whether or not they're going to match him up with CeeDee Lamb or Michael Gallup or or Amari Cooper. I, I can't wait to see that matchup. Now, on the flip side, the Kenny Galladay, uh, he's a tall, linear type of wide receiver. They can climb the, climb the ladder to pull the ball down. And one can argue that the style close to uh, our dog over there. Michael Gallup is similar, but he's just like a taller Gallup in a sense. And, but to me, you know, call me biased, but I think Gallup is a little bit better. But there's a story of a different day. Kenny Galladay. My thing is also the Giants. They got they got this quarterback that you got to scratch your head and say, man, he he will he will turn it over. He will turn it over. So the biggest signing to me is Leonard Williams. They lost. They lost the um, what's that big guy that I wanted on the team? Thomason. They lost him. But I think in a pinch, the Austin Johnson kid, he can bring in similar, you know, some of that pushback pocket type of stuff. You you'll see it when we play against them or what have you. But We'll find out, man. King says, uh, well, if he fumbles, Donovan Wilson going to lay him, lay them both out, you know. <laughs> but speed do kills. Uh, and my thing is maybe they do an end around. You know how that thing goes. Because we had our hands full, and a lot of people fail to realize that Darius guy, Darius Slayton, he killed us. I ain't going to even try to hold y'all on that one. And, and I can't lie to kick it, you know, that Darius guy. He's sneaky, got subtle speed. He can line him up inside and out. And I told everybody before the game, I said, look, you got to watch out for this guy. And what what makes him good is his release is just poor. Darius' release from the line is not that great. But at the top of the route, he just turns into a whole nother animal. And that's where his strong suit is, the top of his route. And now you got a guy, Kenny Galladay, that, Damn it, you can't press Kenny. You can't press Kenny. So you got to play a little off on him a little bit, and he, he can climb the ladder at the top of his route. He can. So I don't know if this offseason, if, and let's use an operative word, if, if the uh, young kid, Danny, can create and develop a better fade ball, then, boy, it's crazy. It's good night, Irene. You know, so we're we going to have to worry about the underneath, the crossers. And, oh, I forgot Kyle Rudolph. That's their red zone situation. 
they didn't really have a red zone guy. You know, uh, their guy, he had hands made of parquet. Uh, the wide receiver with a tight end there. Uh, what's his name? Y'all y'all put his name down in the chat. He wears the number 88. Is it Ingram or something like that? Fast, elusive, <laughs> quick. Uh, let's see here. Adoree Jackson is the sleeper. He got skills. This is from Scott Cook. Yep. And then they they, they re-signed, uh, I believe, the guy that, that that hurt Dak Prescott. What's his name? Y'all put his name in the chat box. Ingram. Yeah, yeah, not Ingram. Oh, Rue Glock. And they got, damn, they got they still got Sterling Shepard? <laughs> they going to be running a relay team over there, right? So they got Sterling, who no one to sneeze at, you know. Somebody ain't going to make it. Somebody, look, they got Sterling, they got John, they got Kenny, they got Saquon. They got a they got a slew of guys. And I'm not look, this is not me. I'm not worried of the Giants. I get that a lot. People say, oh, why are you scared of the Giants? <laughs> like, I'm not out there playing. I don't have no control of the game. I'm just calling out the game. Just like I said with the Washington Washington team with their acquisitions, you know. I said, man, if we don't get our stuff together, we, we have to have a big issue with the Washington team. And then people want to bring up the quarterback. Like, well, I saw Brad Johnson win the Super Bowl. I saw Joe Flacco and Eli won two of them. You know, so whatever quarterback that Ryan Fitzpatrick is, I think that he's kind of similar or, or better than those guys. He's better than a Trent Difford, for crying out loud, and a Brad Johnson. And I know it's a different era. But defense win championships. I've seen Big Ben Roethlisberger win two of them. I've seen Big Ben. And if you look at Big Ben through the season, the year that they won the Super Bowl, and even in those Super Bowls, come on now. He was an elite. (laughs) You don't need an elite quarterback to win the Super Bowl. Matter of fact, as an elite as Aaron Rodgers is, he only got one more Super Bowl ring than Dak Prescott. One more Super Bowl ring than Tony Romo, right? <sighs> I digress. Yeah, I think the 2019 Shepherd signed a four-year deal. Oh, wow, Ruglock. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <clears throat> Let's see. Ingram ain't hurt. Dak, Dak hurt himself. Uh, that jab step, the jab was wrong. This is from King. Yeah, I bet you Dak won't. I bet he won't try to still form nobody no more like that. Yeah, I bet he won't do that anymore. He, he get he get the yards, and he might slide him down. Now he might slide Dak. Now Dak might slide. But they they should still make that tackle illegal because the way Ryan uh, – that's his name, right? Ryan Logan. They re-signed him, right? The way Ryan kind of like – grab the hold to him to me personally when i look back at it it's kind of hard to look at it because of the fact that he got his foot torn off his leg for crying aloud but you look at it it was kind of like a horse collar tackle i got five more minutes man i really appreciate you guys man we're gonna try to rock it all the way up to 12 and uh get this thing going the best way possible and our division the nfc east i post a video on my law nation page saying man it's gonna be a difficult one even the Eagles, they trying to—they they literally, they literally, is saying that they going all the way in and trying to figure out any option, any way possible to get Deshaun Watson on their team. 
They trying everything they can. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Mr. Law Nation is from Ryan. Appreciate you, man. Uh, we want to see you at the NFL draft at Cleveland and live in April the 29th. And bring your Cowboys, YouTubers, friends, and let's go. Um, mm, Cleveland, Ohio. I'm in Dallas right now. Um, I know my dog, Big Game James, would be there. I know Mark Holmes may be there. But I got little ones, man. I'm talking about really, really little ones. And um, and it's just us. So I, I don't think that I have the longitude and latitude to to create time to go to to go to uh, uh, Cleveland and as well as create time to go to Oxnard. So if they open up Oxnard, I can only do one or the other, one or the other. So I think I would rather be in Oxnard opposed to the draft, but I appreciate all of the invitations and people that send me stuff and, and, and say, hey, law man, I want to see you out there in, in, in Cleveland, you know. But I'm not going to paint myself in a corner. What is uh, it, it's March the 22nd now. So we'll see how things shake out, you know, around that time frame. Watson is in hot water. This from Louise. Watson just made the wrong person mad. He did. <laughs> you know he did. And I'm going to speak in circles here, but what Jerry said, you know, never pee off a person with a little bit of money. And whoever he did, since all of the movie busts out there, y'all seen the movie Enemy of the State? Movie that shot many of years ago, many moons ago. They had one of my guys on there, uh, Will Smith, and all he did was was in the in the lingerie store, and a guy that was uh, uh, I guess got some type of a, a illegal tape or something, and put it in his bag. Worst decision he ever made, I guess, was going to that lingerie store. Enemy of the State with Gene Hackman, I believe. Gene Hackman. You know, good movie. Good movie, man. Oh, go watch that movie, Enemy of the State. Real good movie, man. SoCal says uh, Oxnard, better weather. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to go there, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Appreciate you, man. Uh, Lewis, man. Uh Yo, Law, do you see the Cowboys signing Gallup? Oh, yeah. Shoot. They need to sign Gallup before the season really kick off, really. They need to go ahead and have that leap of faith. Go ahead and sign them. Go ahead and sign them. And you can look at your wide receiver core. You don't have to worry about them. Yeah. Chuck says, yeah, Will Smith and Gene Hackman. And, you know, one of my favorite parts of the movie, you know, um, when he told him, "Hey, either you're gonna be either you incredibly smart or you incredibly stupid," you know, I love that part, man. Or when he when he had uh, when he had to blow up everything, he said, "Why you had to blow up this thing?" Because because I met you, you know. <laughs> and he said he was picking up everything. They was trying to. They was in his warehouse, like one of his private little bunker that Gene Hatman had, and um, they was leaving out of it because he had to blow the place up. And he said, "Go get the cat." And uh, he, Will Smith had to go. He said he hate cats, but he had to go grab the cat. It was funny because he wasn't going to let him back in that car without that cat. He loved that cat. You know, Gene Hatman loved that cat. 
But uh, that movie was really good, man. It really, really good, man. Y'all, I'm gonna go watch Enemy of the State tonight. I, I don't ever sleep. I'm gonna go watch Enemy of the State. It, it's a classic. It's a good one. They don't make movies like that anymore, right? Movies that you can and and the craziest thing, um, the technology from that movie is 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 pretty much they were speaking it, and we can see some of that technology to this day. Like they said, man, the uh, satellite can read the time off your wrist. <laughs> that was that movie was shot in 98-99. Yeah. I mean, and they 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 railroaded Will Smith. They he, he was innocent. They got it hacked into his files. His his credit cards wasn't working. You know, they brought up his his cheating uh scandal with his lady, you know, to his wife. And and she believed, she was like, "Man, what is going on?" Yeah, they was they was at the point that they was trying to take away his kids and everything, and then they executed one of his uh his lawyer lady. You know, uh, J. Form Law. Now you know Dallas not signing Gallup. Dallas better trade him a a third or get Orlando Brown from the from the Raiders. How old is Orlando Brown? He's pretty long in the tooth now, huh? So I, I think that Gallup was drafted in what the third round, right? And if you let Gallup play throughout the entire year, you let him play throughout the entire year, and uh, you get the the resources what he can bring to the table. And if you let him walk next year, won't he contribute to at least depending on how he plays the next year? I guess at least a compensatory pick of a third. So in order to get value out of Gallup, if I'm going to do any type of trade, I would at least want an upfront third or a second-round draft pick, nothing nothing less. I don't want a 4-4, four, 5-4, four, four, 6. I don't want none of those things. Uh, <clears throat> behind enemy lines. Uh, okay, behind enemy lines, behind enemy lines. Who starred in that movie, uh, Orlando Brown is 24. Who's Orlando Brown? I'm thinking Orlando Pace. <laughs> Orlando Brown, Orlando Brown, Orlando Brown. Who is Orlando Brown? Huh. He's a left tackle. Okay. I don't know my tackles that well. I have to look him up. What about the kid that the Miami Dolphins released? Shouldn't he be cheaper? He's on the street. He was... uh. Dancing on top of a car with his shirt off. I think his name is Wilson or something. Uh, not young Wilson, but Wilson. Appreciate you, man. Shorter hash is not inside. Not short, shorter hash is not a lot of outside in the NFL for any of the top DBs. Horns, let's go. Yeah, appreciate you, young Wilson, for the donation, baby. Tackle from uh, Oklahoma. Gene Hatman and Owen Wilson behind enemy lines. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look at what year that movie came out behind enemy lines. Enemy lines. Yeah. Isaiah Wilson. Yeah. Shoo. <laughs> take a flyer on him. Hell. 
Isaiah Wilson. Okay, it's 1204. Oh, my goodness. I really appreciate everybody for watching, man. Uh, shout out to all of the people that gave the stars. Uh, I will be doing the drawing Friday on my Facebook group for those who made and gave the donation to the stars or what have you. However, that program work is digital gifts that you can give to help grow the nation. And all of the all of the money that you guys give and donate will help me out getting better equipment, better stuff. And we will be out there in uh, Oxnard. Uh, one of the things that I, I like to say is that people I saw somebody commented and said, man, law, man, you, you're doing a great job, man, because I remember this room that I'm in was nothing but a naked wall behind me. Right. And and that's what they said. That this room that I'm in, it was nothing but a naked wall. It didn't have this uh, uh, equipment and, and HD camera where you guys can see the sweat coming off my nose and my eyes. And y'all can see the follicles. Y'all can see my beard grow. I, I really appreciate that. And that's all through the power of the people. I really appreciate you all. I, I really, really, really do. Cowboy Nation. And this would not be possible without you. I'm telling you guys, y'all are my therapy because normally, you know, I'm so crazy. You know, I'll be talking to myself, you know, before that, before I was doing YouTube, I would sit there and just watch tons and tons of Cowboys footage. I've been on YouTube watching all of the highlights from the glory days and, and some of the last year tape and, and just never thought to just put it to paper or put it to a camera and put it to uh, the tangible things. That's why I'm on multiple platforms, multiple networks, man. Uh, and, and I'm, I'm insane about these Cowboys. I'm crazy about these Cowboys. I love these Cowboys, man, you know, and I want what's best for them. It came out in 2001. Appreciate you. Uh, so Kyle, I'm going to go watch that behind enemy lines. I probably already watched it, but, uh, <clears throat> we'll do man. Hey, and y'all watch, uh, the Little Things, you know, starring Denzel Washington. That, that was a really good movie. Really good movie. Um, go watch that movie. It's a really good one. Uh, what's another good one? on? I think I saw one on Netflix. It was really, really, really good. Uh, da, 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 da. It was a really good movie. Dang, the name is the tip of my tongue. Man, as soon as I get that movie mind in my head, man. But... <clears throat> Let's continue to grind, Cowboy Nation. Yeah. Really appreciate you guys. Let's continue to find a way to grind, to shine. Let's go. Mm. I bet you that movie going to come to my mind on my way out. Appreciate you, Scott Cook. Shout out to your Bama fan. This video will also be re-uploaded to the Law Nation page. You gotta keep the oil flowing. So if you're on that late night shift, the graveyard shift, you'll see this episode again. It'll be premiering. It won't be live, but you guys know how this thing goes. They say a prize fighter, even when he's down, he's continued to swing blows. He's sitting there, sitting there saying to himself, I'm gonna still fight. I'm gonna still fight regardless. Yeah. Come on, turn me up. Come on. Ain't no party like a Law Nation party. Ain't no party like a cowboy party. Yeah, come on. It's a cowboy party, don't stop. Yeah. Come on. Y'all see the merch, man. Y'all can support the nation by going to Law Nation store and purchasing one of the merch, right? Yeah. 
Come on. Oh, man. Tony, you the man. Tony, Tony, Tony. 199 for your mind, Young Wilson. We're going to rock out to Nick the Kid, too. Come on. Hey, I like how that thing just down. That beat go down like that. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Shout out time to everybody that's out here. Chuck, Devin, Force, appreciate you. Jay Black in the house. Watch how that beat come in. Kick it in. Hey. Be sure to hit that like button, share this content, let a friend, neighbor, foe know. Now Uncle Charles says so. Hit that like, share this thing. Sharing is caring. Still got chances to contribute to the stars on the Facebook page. I think the cheapest stars like 99 cent or less. A dime for your mind. Let's go. Turn me up. Jay Black, Gojo, Gojo, I appreciate you, appreciate you Joe, Gracia, appreciate you, we out, Remember, 
you're listening to nothing but the best. We out. Jeez.